0: it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law hey guys welcome to the Upperhand fantasy podcast a special edition of the Upperhand fantasy podcast i already recorded one episode on this friday morning but a lot of news has come down from the eagles to the bills and especially the cowboys so roger goodell has ruled down with his iron fist for ezekiel elliott six game suspension now we should assume that those six games will come in the beginning of the year Although we don't know when that suspension is actually going to take place. And the reason why I say that is because uh, if there's any sort of appeal or anything like that, it could take a little bit of time. However, we shouldn't assume that it'll take the same amount of time it took Tom Brady because they had a whole separate investigation, etc. And it doesn't seem likely that that sort of thing would happen in this scenario. Um, so six games is a lot. Uh, For Zeke, you know, he was going as the third pick overall in most of our fantasy football drafts after Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson So where does he go now? Um, You know, I thought a little bit about this and you know, he's Absolutely after the top five now. He was part of the top six, but not anymore There's a top five that doesn't include him definitely after that um, You know, I personally would rather have guys like Devontae Freeman uh, DeMarco Murray Um, You know, when I start thinking about it, I think of, would I take Zeke in front of Jay Ajayi? Would I take him in front of Jordan Howard? Would I take him in front of guys like Todd Gurley? Um, You know, these are the kind of questions we have to ask ourselves. Now, it's very important to realize that the Cowboys have a week six bye, which means that he will be serving his suspension until week seven and won't be back until week eight. Our fantasy playoffs start week 14, So he's only giving you five games for you to make the playoffs, and I just don't think that's going to cut it. If I have to use a bench spot for Zeke, that's fine, but how much is he really going to help me? I have to make sure I get myself into the playoffs without him, because I can't depend on those last five games. Anything can happen. The only way that I could have him on my team is if I know that I'm going to have running back depth. But the problem is that you don't know you're going to have running back depth until the end of the draft, and he's going to be still taking around the second round, most likely. Second, maybe early third, uh, but I don't think he's going to fall that far. Now, the fact that they have that week six bye, that is the sole reason why I can't draft him even in the early second. You know, he's somebody who can win you a title at the end of the year, but if he's only going to give me five weeks during the regular season, I, I got I to... Gotta, get a guy in the second round who's going to help me all year and there's plenty of guys in the second round who could really get it done for me so if he falls to the third i'm thinking about it but if there's somebody i really like there um i don't know if i can pull the trigger i'm personally not going to have that many shares of zeke this year guys if you hear some background noise that is my daughter yelling in the hallway sorry about that (laughs) but yeah that's pretty much what i have to say about zeke it's an unfortunate situation for him, the Cowboys, um, the woman who was involved. I mean, it's just not a good situation all around. And, you know, uh, it's going to be six games. It's going to be actually seven weeks. He's, you're not going to get it back until the eighth. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually he's going to be there for six games. So you are going to get him for six games, not five games. I just did the math. I can't, I'm, I'm really bad at math. So, <laughs> so there you go. So he's going to be there for six games, um, you know, still not you know, ideal. Uh but you know, end of second round, early third, I'm thinking about it. More big news today, not just that. The Bills traded Sammy Watkins to the Rams. They also received Jordan Matthews from the Eagles. So huge shakeup here. Um so I, I like Sammy Watkins this year. You know, I, where he was being drafted, um, I thought that he was a value. Um, he's one of those potential elite wide receivers. Um, and Tyrod knew how to get him the ball deep, which is his specialty. Now, that's one of the reasons why I liked Tyrod a lot this year, more than last year. That's why I liked Watkins, just because of his quarterback. Um, but now that Watkins is on the Rams, he's probably their number one receiver. Um so on the Rams you got Sammy Watkins you got Robert Woods and you got Cooper Cup in the slot, um, so and on the Bills now it's Zay Jones probably as the de facto number one. You get you got Anquan Bolden, and you got Jordan Matthews. Now as far as Jordan Matthews goes, I don't see enough volume in this offense for him to be that volume play that we're used to him being, uh, in PPR leagues. So uh, I probably won't have that many shares of him or any shares at all. Anquan Bolden will probably be their main red zone guy, but I don't like having touchdown dependent guys on my team. And I think that's all he's going to be. You know, he might have 50 to 65 receptions this year uh, with some touchdowns. So, you know, it's hard to depend on the lack of volume and it's hard to depend on touchdowns. Um, especially in passing touchdowns in this offense, um, even last year in a pass-heavy offense, Anquan Boldin, you had to depend on a touchdown from him. He wasn't somebody that you felt comfortable starting any week last week, last year, excuse me. So the only guy that I am interested in is, Z- is Zay Jones. Um, you know, he is a really good wide receiver. Um, the Bills seem confident in him to be able to trade away their number one wide receiver. Um, so for me, he's the de facto number one. I think he is going to move up draft boards, and I think that he could be a great weapon in this offense. Now we have to remember this is a run first offense. It's not pass heavy at all, they were down at the bottom of the league in pass attempts. Uh, so we have to be careful. You know, if he turns out to be a guy who needs volume, you know, he was never the type of guy in college to burn the top off and go along for a touchdown like Sammy Watkins was able to. So, you know, we have to monitor it. We have to temper our expectations and not expect a ton of volume uh, to any of these receivers. This is definitely a blow to Tyrod. Um, now, remember, he was just fine last year. You know, he did well in that offense. He performed. He had some good fantasy performances. He was a QB one a bunch of times last year, um, more than a lot of quarterbacks that you might think. Um, but he had a ceiling this year that he didn't have last year. You know, if he had a healthy Sammy Watkins. And that's the, one of the reasons why I really like Tyrod this year. Not to mention, you know, he got Anquan Bolden. You know, he has Zay Jones. So, yeah, he had some good, good weapons. And now I just think, you know, he is kind of reverted back to last year. Now, his weapons this year have definitely improved since last year. He doesn't have Robert Woods, but he has good possession guys, I think, um, you know, to kind of take that load. Um, You know, so I think that Tyrod is just fine. Uh, He just doesn't have the upside that he did when Sammy Watkins was there. Now, as far as Sammy Watkins goes, his upside is also limited on the Rams, right? You have Jared Goff, you know, um, who doesn't have the deep ball that Tyrod had, but you know, it is an improvement for the Rams offense. And it's very interesting what Sean McVay has done. It seems like he got the pieces that he wanted in place for his offense. Think about it. He was the Redskins offensive coordinator last year. Think about his weapons, right? You had Pierre Garcon and you have Robert Woods here. You had Deshaun Jackson and now you have Sammy Watkins. You had Jameson Crowder in the slot, and now you have Cooper Cup in the slot. It's a very similar bunch. Um, you know, if Jared Goff can take a little bit of a step forward, you know, this offense can do some decent things. I don't expect it to be prolific by any sense of the word, um, but I think that it, it helps them. It helps Jared Goff's development, um, and, you know, it helps Todd Gurley. For sure, because teams cannot stack the box when you have Sammy Watkins on the outside. Um, So good for them as a team. Sammy Watkins' upside definitely isn't as good. He should move down in drafts, Um, although he is the number one receiver on that team now. And he is still very talented, and he should see a lot of work go his way. Now, the Rams also aren't pass heavy, so we have the temporary expectations there as well. But Sammy Watkins is the best player in this trade, um, and wherever he goes, he's going to make an impact. So I think we shouldn't dismiss Sammy Watkins, but understand that if he moves down to the fifth, sixth round, and he could even drop more than that, and he might even become a value. So don't dismiss him completely. Look at his ADP, and then decide from the guys who are going around him whether he's worth the pick. So, going back to the Eagles real quick, it seems like Nelson Aguilar has showed enough to the Eagles to replace Jordan Matthews in that slot receiver role. So, it should be him in the slot, Torrey Smith on the outside, and Alshon Jeffrey on the other side. Now, since Aguilar's taken that role, I can see him being a bit of a PPR asset. I can see him get a bunch of receptions, you know, in the middle of the field, um, you know, short to intermediate throws that... Carson Wentz might feel a little bit more comfortable with so you know I wouldn't mind drafting him you know towards the end of drafts as a flyer just to see if you have you know a volume PPR receiver on your hands so thanks for tuning in to the special second edition of the upper hand fantasy podcast today um you know just had to get get through all that news uh just so you guys have a little bit of perspective on what's going on for both teams especially that zeke suspension we've been waiting for it for a while finally dropped so you know now we can kind of make sense of things take a look at the preseason you know check out whether alfred morris or run dmc we have to figure out who's going to be taking control of that backfield um, as of right now it looks like it's going to be Darren McFadden just because of what the team thinks of him and where he is on the depth chart um, but you know you never know I mean things could shape up shake up very quickly uh, over the next couple of weeks so we have to pay attention especially in that third preseason game um, you know, this could easily also be a timeshare between the two. Um, so, you know, we, we got to keep an eye out of what's going to happen here. Um, so just stay tuned. You know, don't try to make a decision today. Uh, you know, just try to get as much information as you can over the next few weeks before your drafts. Uh, and if you're drafting today, sorry for you. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great weekend. See you later. I forgot to mention, uh, you can follow me at Faraz Siddiqui, F A R A Z S I D D I Q I. You can follow Upperhand Fantasy on Twitter, Upperhand FFB. You can follow us on Instagram at Upperhand Fantasy. Um, and you can check out our blogs on our website. I'm going to put another Ezekiel Elliott uh, article out later today uh, at UpperhandFantasy.com. See you guys. Have a good weekend.